How's it going, folks? How's it going? I'm Brother Matthew, and this is Christian Coffee Time, where we sit down together to study the Word of God. And uh, today, what I wanted to do is kind of try to get ahead of all, all all of the arguments and things that come down uh, with all the infighting uh, that. Uh, Christians really love to take up around this time and uh, debate, argue, and everything else regarding Christmas. Is Christmas something that born-again Christians should take part in or not? So, I know that regardless what anyone says on any side of the argument, that uh, it doesn't matter what you say, people are, are going to settle themselves in their own opinions and are going to run with that and... There's not really much you can say. So <laughs> what I want to do here is just present another angle. What I want to do is present another angle, another argument here uh, to consider in this time uh, in regards to the Christian's involvement, reaction to participation or anything like this. Um, see, what does the Bible actually say? Does the Word of God actually have anything to say on this? And uh, similarly, in the words of Martin Luther, convince me by Scripture. I know that there's tons of other stuff out there, uh, other writings and books and opinions and whatnot, but what does the Word of God have to say on this? Is there a principle, a, a teaching, something in the Word of God that can help us to understand is Christmas something that Christians should be participating in. So, let's take a look. Now, I have a, a study that I wrote up a couple years ago that I present every year at, at this time. So, if you don't mind, I just want to just go over this, just read through my study here and present this, give you something to think about. I'm going to be covering the whole Jeremiah 10 argument thing. What is that actually about? You'd be surprised. Well, and uh, our, what about the holidays in general? So, Without further ado, I'd like to present my study, and I hope that uh, you'll, you'll find this a help and encouragement to give this something to think about. If you would like a copy of this study, message me in a DM afterwards, and let me know you're looking for this study, and I'd be happy to share it with you. All right, let's take a look. So, as for the celebration of holidays, it's up to personal choice, but again, it would be a shame to pass up any and all opportunities to evangelize the gospel. The Apostle Paul, in Athens, Greece, on Mars Hill, surrounded by all the idols, the Apostle Paul used the altar to the unknown God on Mars Hill as a springboard to present the gospel. My first question was he wrong? Was Apostle Paul wrong for using the altar to the unknown pagan god, using the altar to the unknown god, using that as a springboard to preach the gospel? Was he wrong? Regarding Christmas or Easter, whether it was or wasn't pagan isn't the point, but rather understanding that the whole public, unsaved public, sees these times as Christian and identifies it as such. 
thus using this as an opportunity to reach out and witness to them about Christ, instead of confusing them by fighting within ourselves over such things. Christmas is publicly seen as synonymous with the birth of Christ. Yes, we know that Jesus wasn't born on December 25th. We know that. Everyone knows that. But you look at it as a belated birthday party. That's universally agreed upon time where the whole world gets together to celebrate and worship the Lord Jesus Christ. But Christmas is publicly seen as synonymous with the birth of Christ. And if that gives me a chance to speak to them the gospel, then I'm going to take it and use it like Paul used the altar to the unknown God. Same as Easter, which has been changed and has become synonymous with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. These times have nothing to do with the ancient ideas, but have been changed completely and now are used to honor Christ and nothing of this world. This, though, shows the exclusion of Halloween, though, for example, which is still a time of darkness, evil, and glorifying the demonic and everything God hates and calls abomination. Halloween has absolutely no redemptive aspects. There's absolutely nothing about Halloween that could be used to glorify God. Christmas, whether or not it had pagan origins, it now has been changed and no longer has paganized aspects. Like, for example, nobody is actually worshipping Tammuz and the sun. We celebrate Jesus Christ, okay? The same as Easter. Nobody's going to the Roman fertility temples and taking advantage of the Roman temple prostitutes for for that 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 doesn't happen that's nothing that's dead and gone those gods are dead and gone it has nothing to do with us today these holidays are now centered on gathering with family dinners gifts and remembering christ's arrival and fulfillment of prophecy question how is that wrong how's that wrong jesus would go to parties jesus went to banquets jesus went to feasts jesus went to weddings jesus went to celebrations so how is it wrong again how's that wrong again unlike halloween whoever that has no redemptive aspects at all the whole thing is pagan accursed of god i'm neither for nor against christmas or easter my personal view is that if something can be used to celebrate speak of identify with or to magnify glorify honor the lord god to the unsaved public without contradicting direct scripture, then who am I to say ought against it? Christmas and Easter are one of the few times as well that the unsaved public are most likely to li listen to witnessing, feel conviction to attend church, not be hardened against Christ, and don't oppose the public radio songs singing of Jesus. It would be a shame to pass up a chance to use this. Whether we like it or not, Christmas and Easter is a time that Western culture allows Christ-centered ideology to surface without massive backlash. And also Charles Spurgeon, for example, was even in favor of using Christmas for outreach and said that it is an excellent time for reaching the hearts of men with Jesus Christ. So something to think about there. If it can be used to, to preach Christ... To rejoice rather that Christ is preached. Should we not take advantage of times that the unsaved public recognize as 
Christian, quote unquote, and use that as an opportunity to reach them when they feel uh, the one time of the year they feel a form of conviction, at least towards it? Should we not take advantage of that? Think about this. Now, switching here to gears, I also want to address people say, well, well, the, the Jeremiah 10, Jeremiah 10, the Christmas is pagan, the Christmas tree is pagan. Okay, really? Jer you know, you, you do realize Jeremiah 10 is, isn't saying that. Jeremiah 10 actually does not talk about Christmas trees. It doesn't. Let's take a look here. Now, Jeremiah chapter 10, who those who use the Jeremiah 10 argument know Jeremiah is not talking about Christmas trees. That's a massive, incorrect reading of the context. It's clearly talking about making idols with mouths, hands, feet, and covering them with gold and silver and carrying them around. You want to cross-reference Jeremiah 10 with Psalms 135, 15-18, Psalms 115, and Isaiah 40. Let's take a look. Now notice Jeremiah 10, 2-6. Let's read it. Thus saith the Lord, Learn not the way of the heathen, and be not dismayed at the signs of heaven. For the heathen are dismayed at them. For the customs of the people are vain. For one cutteth a tree out of the forest. And they just stop right there. See, they take a tree. That they cut a tree out of the forest, the work of the hands of the workmen with the axe. They deck it with silver and with gold. They fasten it with nails and with hammers that it move not. They are upward as the palm tree, but speak not. They must needs be born because they cannot go. Be not afraid of them, for they cannot do evil. Neither also is it in them to do good. How can Christmas trees do good or evil? Neither also is in them to do good, for as much as there is none like unto thee, O Lord, thou art great, and thy name is great in might. Now, notice, pay attention to the exact same wording in the next following passages. Psalms 135, 15, 18. The idols of the heathen are silver and gold, the work of men's hands. They have mouths, but they speak not. Eyes of they, but they see not. They have ears, but they hear not. Neither is there any breath in their mouths. They that make them are like unto them, so is everyone that trusteth in them. Psalms 115, 4 to 8. Their idols are silver and gold, the work of men's hands. They have mouths, but they speak not. Eyes have they, but they see not. They have ears, but they hear not. Noses have they, but they smell not. They have hands, but they handle not. Feet have they, but they walk not. Neither speak they through their throat. They that make them are like unto them, so is everyone that trusteth in them. One more. Isaiah 40, 19 to 20. The workman melteth a graven image. And the goldsmith spreadeth it over with gold, and casteth silver chains. He that is so impoverished that he hath no oblation, chooseth a tree that will not rot. He seeketh unto him a cunning workman to prepare a graven image that shall not be moved. Now, Jeremiah 10 is talking about literal idol-making, not taking Christmas trees. I mean, you have to literally cherry-pick and twist the passage to make it say that. But let's take a look. Now, notice when you break down Jeremiah 10, 2-6, and you break it down word by word, that it's speaking of actual idol-making. Verse 2, learning the way of the heathen. Verse 3, working and crafting out of a tree, i.e. carving. Verse 4, plating, decking with gold and silver and fasting so it cannot move. Verse 5, they cannot speak, they cannot move, but are carried about the people like all the other passages talking about carrying idols. Verse 6, there's not like thee, no other God, no other gods that are like the Lord God. It's not Christmas trees or anything like that. It's literal making of false God idols. All people see is the tree wording, and they cherry pick that passage and create conspiracy theories about it to try to find a way to condemn the decorating of plants. 
Trees are plants. Plants are not bad. Decorations are not bad. Putting decorations on plants are not bad. Is not bad. Making idols and worshipping them is. Now, however, if we really, really want to get into it, let's take a look at Isaiah chapter 60, verse 13. Now, here's a passage that the anti-tree people would just scree and faint. Let's take a look at Isaiah 60, verse 13. The glory of Lebanon shall come unto thee, the fir tree, the pine tree, and the box tree together, to beautify the place of my sanctuary, and I will make the place of my feet glorious. <clears throat> Uh, God is literally saying in Isaiah 60, verse 13, about the place of his sanctuary, the place of his glory, using pine trees, taking pine trees and placing them in the place of his sanctuary to beautify the place of his sanctuary and to glorify him. So, just a thought. Just a thought. Yeah, give that something to think about. So, are plants bad? No. Okay, so to who are we giving our attention? It's about Jesus Christ, the focus of Jesus Christ. Now, the other question that comes up that people like to use is, well, nowhere in the Bible does say to say to uh, celebrate and worship, you know, the birth of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Hold, okay, back it up. Um... So are you telling me the angels that rejoiced at the birth of Jesus, they were wrong? That the shepherds that went and rejoiced that the Messiah Christ was born were wrong? That the wise men that came and rejoiced and worshipped him and went and spread the news that he was born were wrong? That... The, the prophets and the prophetesses in the temple on the eighth day, that when Joseph and Mary brought Jesus to the temple, that they rejoiced that he was born and went and told everybody that he was born, that they were wrong. How is it wrong to celebrate the birth of the Christ Messiah, that he fulfilled scripture? Because you do know that it's the birth, death, burial, resurrection, the full work, that the, his birth was actually a part of the promise of coming to save us, that, this, that it's a, a good and glorious and honorable, righteous thing to celebrate the arrival of the Christ Messiah, you do know that it's not wrong to worship the birth of Jesus Christ, to celebrate and praise him that he did come. I mean, how ridiculous do you have to be to say that it's wrong to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ? I mean, that's that's sheer insanity. The people that say, though, well, we're not. You have your own birthdays. Well, you know, December 25th. OK, you do know that every day of the week is named after pagan gods and pagan events and the months and the years are named after pagan gods. The planets are named after pagan gods. And much of what we have is actually a derivative from ancient pagan traditions. So how strict do you want to get? Well, how about like like the, for example, even the candles on a birthday cake? You do realize that that came from witchcraft, right? You you light a candle, you you light a candle, make a wish, blow it out. That's candle magic, witchcraft. Just you know, 
not how, how strict, how, how serious do you want to get? Or do we want to understand that everything that we do is in the name of the Lord God, and we do it for him, by him, through him, to him. It's about him and nothing else. The pagan gods are dead and gone, and they don't mean anything to us. We celebrate Jesus Christ. We conquer everything. We conquer everything in his name, bring it to him, give it to him, celebrate him. It's all about him. And let's stop the infighting, the ridiculous nitpicking, the, the detail scrambling, tearing apart each other and tearing each other down. And rather, let's just go worship Jesus Christ and tell the world that he was born. He did come and we have a time of celebration to get together, to invite people in, to, to hear about him, to honor him, to celebrate him. And decorations aren't bad. Plants aren't bad. Trees aren't bad. It's a time that we celebrate Jesus Christ. Tammuz is dead and gone and nobody's worshipping Tammuz. Nobody's worshipping the sun. Nobody's worshipping the pagan gods. All because the ancient religions and cultures had some kind of year yearly seasonal celebrations. Similarities do, do not, in and of themselves, designate fact. All because some other pagan cultures and religions had events and whatever. That means nothing. That means literally nothing. And if you really, really tried, you would be able to find a pagan holiday season celebration on literally every single day of the year. Does that mean we literally can't do anything because some pagan did a thing a long time ago? Or how about just ignore the pagans, ignore the, the heathens and the godless, debaucherous perverts and all the rest of them, ignore them and celebrate Jesus Christ. How is it wrong to celebrate Jesus Christ? Well, as long as you don't do it in December. Why? God is the God of winter as well as the God of fall, summer, and spring. He's the God of, of, of Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. He's the God of all things. He made the planets, made the stars, he made the events, he made the seasons, he made all things. Let's give it to him and celebrate him and let's stop the infighting. Seriously. Well, you know, the ancient Babylonians, you know, they, they, they use trees. So? They're dead and gone and they're God's stupid. And that their events mean nothing. I'm setting, I'm setting up decorations in his honor and his name. As Isaiah 60 verse 13 flat out says. To bring in plants and stuff. Even to beautify the glory of God's place. Like give, that a, give that a thought. God's a God of all seasons and plants aren't bad. Merry Christmas. <laughs> well, well, you know, that, that was a. What are you using it for? Paul used the altar to the unknown God. Was he wrong? <laughs>